0: It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Good morning, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. Great to be with you today as always. By the way, you can live stream us around the country. It's uh, Larry... uh, Wait, I think it's... Yeah, LarryKudlowShow.com. Go on the internet. LarryKudlowShow.com. I think you have to go on the WABC internet, and then go to larrykudlow.com. Anyway, you can get us across the country, throughout the world, throughout the entire solar system. We have a terrific following around the solar system. And uh, please, please, please join us uh, during the week on Fox Business Network. The name of the show is Kudlow. It runs 4 to 5 p.m. every day, Monday through Friday. Please join us. And if for some reason you can't get there at 4, just dial up your favorite 9-year-old. Who will teach you how to D V R. You won't miss a thing. So we have much to talk about today. And the headline story is gonna be Roe v. Wade overturned after all these years, fifty years some odd. The Supremes finally went ahead and did it. And basically a five justice majority affirmed the state's the state's authority to regulate abortion. That's an important point. And the people vote for state legislatures will regulate abortion, as it should have always been. You're still going to have abortions. It'll be available in numerous states around the country. And I want to say, importantly, um, because there's so much misinformation, Justice Alito's text expressly ruled out uh, overturning other precedents, such as contraception or interracial marriage or same-sex marriage. I mean, look, for me, I'm not the attorney. We're going to talk to Andrew McCarthy a bit later in the show, perhaps run through some of the uh, legal fine points of this decision. But it's long in coming. It's a conservative court. It was 5-4. to four. Actually, on the Mississippi case itself, the Dobbs case, Chief Justice John Roberts joined them, so it was 6-3. But I, of course, uh, put my cards on the table as I have in the past, I am a strong pro-life advocate of the rights of the unborn. I was delighted with this decision. I know there are folks that disagree with me who listen to this show, and I do respect their views. But I would just tell you that's what I believe. I'm a strong pro-lifer, and I um, strongly advocate the rights of the unborn. I mean, I know the issue was some, you know, part of the issue was women's right to choose, and I get that, but I have to say, folks, and just me, who is going to speak for the unborn? They are God's creations. And I'm one of the many, many, many millions of people who will defend their right to live. I mean, the scariest statistic I know from the Guttmacher Institute, which is a pro-choice institute but nonetheless 63.5 million unborn human beings fell to abortion since 1973 63.5 million and is an incredible number it is a heartbreaking number it is a tragic number in recent years as many more restrictions have been put into play, uh, the pace of abortions has come down. I think the peak was a million four per year. It's down about a little more than half that, 600,000. But 600,000 lost lives? My goodness, it's an awful number, a tragic number, an ungodly number. Lives lost, these are God's creatures. I mean, I'm one of those that believe... I believe it morally, I believe it in terms of my Catholic religion, but the moral issue, this is one of the most important things we have, one of the most important issues. And I think, you know, only God, only God can create a life. And only God can extinguish the life. It is up to him, not us. We're mere mortals. He is our ruler. And I think we have no right to kill God's creatures. That is my view. And I respect those of you that will disagree with that view, but that is my view. It's an intense moral issue. I think it goes to the heart of the values of this great country of ours. It's also important to note here, with uh, President Joe Biden, of course, trying to scare everybody to death yesterday, even his own Justice Department. I couldn't believe this is... This Merritt Garland and his Justice Department came out and attacked the court and its decision. I mean, they're attacking the authority of the Supreme Court. This is the Department of Justice. I think that's just a terrible, terrible move on his part. But these are lawless people. DOJ did nothing to protect uh, the justices at home, school, their kids, where they worship. I mean, they did capture this one guy who was allegedly going to murder at Kavanaugh. But they have not arrested the protesters. They haven't lifted one finger to preserve law and order during this whole period. But I want to say, this of course takes away from the federal decision and puts it back into the states where I think it always belonged. The case for a federal decision was always near zero. It was all politics. There was no really good Supreme Court analysis, judicial analysis. But the numbers here are quite important in terms of how people think. You know, the majority of Americans will call themselves pro-choice. You'll see that in the polls. I'm going to use the uh, Gallup poll. 55% regard themselves as pro-choice. But importantly, inside that number, underneath the hood, 67% support first trimester abortions. But only 36% support second trimester. Okay, only about a third, and only a fifth, roughly 20%, support a third trimester. And so in many ways, the the Mississippi decision, which I, I think was 15 weeks, really kind of captures the mainstream of American thinking. In other words, the first trimester. Now, I myself don't support first trimester. I don't support anything. I think life begins at conception. But I'm just looking at the broader body politic here and the attempts by Joe Biden to scare everybody and say, this is it, no more abortions, no more women's right to choose, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that's folks don't want second and third trimester. Folks do not want partial birth abortions up until the day the baby is born, perhaps on the day the baby is born, which to me is an utterly hideous procedure. But folks don't really want that. Now, the far-left position of unrestricted abortions, which shows up in this... Uh, Women's Health Protection Act that Biden and Pelosi and Schumer and their allies would like to uh, propose. That doesn't codify Roe v. Wade. It goes way beyond Roe v. Wade. So I think that... um, I think the public is actually, you know, very much behind what the Supremes have done. So, you know, the blue states will permit abortions. The red states will not... Those in between will, you know, set these timetables. I think many, many of them are going to go to 15 weeks or first trimester or, you know, something in that ballpark. And that will, I think, hopefully reduce the volume of abortions, which is something, in my judgment, doubtly, devoutly to be desired. Biden's scare tactics are not going to work. I mean, he tries to scare us on everything, and everybody is rejecting everything he has done, and he will. People will reject his extremist views on abortion too. But I think uh, the Supreme Court has done a wonderful thing. I'm going to give a hat, hats off to my former boss Donald Trump, who, after all, successfully nominated Kavanaugh. And Gorsuch and Amy Coney Barrett, hats off to that. And I think this sets a new course for our country. It's a gigantic decision yesterday, a gigantic decision. You know, I want to go a little longer here. Um, I talk about the moral issue and how important that is to defend life. to leave matters of life and death to to the Lord. But this is also an economic issue. Again, if you go back to this incredible number, 63.5 million abortions since 1973, we're still running 600,000 abortions per year. And you can't have a healthy, growing, prosperous economy unless you have population increases. The life-death ratios have fallen in recent years. And that's really a tragedy. And these countries in Europe or Russia or elsewhere that have negative life-death ratios with falling populations, aging, yes, but also falling... That takes out of growth. I mean, if you follow free market principles, it is a pity, a tragedy, that those children who were aborted, who were killed, never lived to see the light or the opportunities that this great country of ours would afford them. I mean, that's part of the tragedy. It's a terrible thing. I mean, economists, you know, a rule of thumb here is population growth times productivity equals GDP. If your population growth is declining, now ours is not declining, but it is much slower. And as I said, the life-death ratio has come down so much in recent years. And who's going to finance? You know, these these would be the young who will go to work and they will finance the benefits that uh, we afford our elderly, our senior citizens. Retirement benefits and health care benefits, Social Security, Medicare have to be paid for. That's just one part of this calculation. A great country, a free country, a moral country, and a strong, prosperous country does not kill its young. Those kinds of tragedies are left to our higher power. Now, finally, I want to say before we take our break, uh, we'll talk this morning uh, about the politics of this, which are important, you know, Joe Biden wants to, of course, scare everybody to death and keep telling people this Women's Health Protection Act is codifying Roe v. Wade. It doesn't go much, much further than Roe v. Wade. It would, it would go all nine months, for example, uh, which I think is a dastardly thing. But I don't think that Roe will replace inflation and $5 gasoline and pending recession as the big midterm election issue. I don't believe it. Democrats are dying to distract from their own self-inflicted mistakes. You know, free spending, high taxing, over-regulating, the war against fossil fuels, the war against business, which has done so much damage to the economy and more is coming. They try to play the blame game, but it Voters are not buying it. I mean, Biden's economic polls, his economic and inflation approval polls are in the 20s. So the cavalry's coming. is going to be a big change. Republicans are going to take the House and probably the Senate as well. They will try to use Roe v. Wade as a distraction. It's not going to work. I don't believe for one minute that that's going to work. You know, I think when we had um, when we had the original leak of the Alito draft uh, a little more than a month ago. You know, Biden tried to distract everybody with that from our economic and inflationary woes didn't work. You got a bump for a couple of days and then, you know, people settled down. They realized abortions will still be available. The woman's right to choose will still exist. But it will all be all determined at the state level, the state legislatures, by the state voters, not by some court in Washington, D.C. But the point is, it didn't work. And uh, Biden's polls continue to decline because the economic situation continues to get worse. This is going to be an inflation election. It's not going to be a Roe v. Wade election. And I would just say thank goodness to the Supreme Court, who came to their senses. Thank goodness for Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell, who, though they may not love each other, worked together to get conservative justices on the court and solid legal opinions. Thank the Lord. Literally, thank God for this. We need to protect the life and lives of the unborn. They are God's creatures. That's what make this country great. Yesterday's decision was such a fabulous, wonderful thing for America and for freedom and the freedom to live. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Now back to the Larry Kudlow show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. So I'm just continuing this conversation. Uh, we're going to have uh, Senator John Hovind of North Dakota on in a few minutes. One of the one of the most well respected people in the Senate on both sides of the aisle, and we'll talk about the politics of Roe v. Wade uh, and this idea that Biden is going to work very hard. Biden and the Democrats are going to work very hard to make this a uh, the issue, if not the issue, one of the key issues. They'll do anything not to talk about uh, 8.6% uh, inflation and $5 gasoline and uh, $100 plus uh, oil. They'll do anything not to talk about that. They'll do anything not to talk about the weakening economy, which fell by 1.5% in the first quarter of this year, And according to the GDP tracker of the Atlanta Federal Reserve, is flat, 0.0 so far in the numbers we have uh, through May in the second quarter. So we're either in a recession or we're on the front end of a recession with high inflation, with sinking real wages, with rising interest rates. And although the stock market had a good relief rally this week, we'll talk about that uh, at noon Stocks have been falling this year. Retirement accounts, middle class retirement accounts, are down about $3 trillion so far. They'll do anything not to talk about that. But I don't think they'll be able to escape talking about that. I mean, that's really uh, Roe v. Wade does not end abortions, it does not end a woman's life to choose. And for that matter, you know, you've got a handful of states that will continue to have virtually unrestricted abortions. It's all there. The good news for me and pro-life people like myself is that undoubtedly the volume of abortions is going to continue to go down. And the public opposes, opposes, you know, by two to one And by four to one, the public opposes second and third trimester abortions. So I think that's wonderful. That is a gift. So the case that abortions are over and so forth and all this fear stuff. uh, And, of course, there are problems on the border, which continue to rise. Problems with the schools. We have Betsy DeVos coming on later. She has a great new book out. She has been a leading apostle, devoted herself to it, of school choice, education, independence. Democrats oppose all this. She's a great apostle of uh, parental parental involvement in schooling and uh, not leaving it up to the teachers unions or these boards of education, which are in cahoots with the teachers unions and with Joe Biden's administration. So these are problems that America wants to solve. The economy, inflation, the border, education. People reject critical race theory. They reject the Green New Deal. They reject this progressive, radical, progressive, woke approach. That's what's going to kill the Democrats in November. The cavalry is coming. And God bless our Supreme Court. I'm Larry Kudlow. Senator John Hovind, up next. We'll be right back.